Begin Podfix Network transmission in 3, 2, 1. seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You're listening to it's not rocket surgery on that 8.9 Northwest SM. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. Reporting the roll and pitch program. Not a proper heading. Good evening. I take it from that. The uh, the microphone's on. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And Tony and I are fine. Only <laughs> <laughs> the person with the headphones on is suffering. Yes, good evening. It's not rocket surgery here on 98.9 Northwest FM. Science, technology and geek culture. This Sunday, the 14th of August, 2022. Episode 321. Scary. 321. Go. <laughs> and launch You know how hard it is to find a song that has 3, 2, 1 in it? <laughs> Not very <laughs> No, quite hard actually Actually well, to find it What about the uh, Midnight Oil album? That's the 10 album 10 to 1 10, 10 to 1 Yeah You know, it's, it implies Yeah Actually no, it was written 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5 yeah. But no one wanted to say that So this went <laughs> 10 to 1 so, yes, it's Not Rock Surgery here uh, on uh, 98.9 Northwest FM. In the studio with me, Vlado, for this uh, special ride that will be episode 321. Special ride? Yeah. Special. Oh, jump in my car. It's, 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 I want to do. It's those blue buses that used to take people to your own. Oh, the special ride. Special ride, yeah. <laughs> um, Tony, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Keeping busy. Keeping busy? Out yep. of trouble? Out of trouble, That's, you know. It's if you, if out of trouble is what you're going for, out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. we had a we uh, had a good time on on Saturday. Promoted our fifth darn at uh, okay Kido Center. So Sunta got that and uh, excellent. Did she give a nice? She gave a nice acceptance? a nice talk. You know, we didn't test. You don't yeah. test someone at fifth darn. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we just say here's your fifth darn. Now go talk to people. Now give a demonstration or talk to people. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. And and Alfie, uh, a long time listener, got a second down. So yeah. Congratulations. So uh, yeah, we had, we had a nice event yesterday. So that was good. good. Nice. Good. 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 So with uh, is there Gatorade involved in a uh, you know? No, no there? Gatorade. You can't do that on the mat. No, no food on the mat. No food. Let's drink. No drink it's on the mat. It's either. like a studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No one wants to be cleaning up. No Gatorade one wants a sticky Gatorade mat. No, which is soaked. In. So uh, undergoing some retraining, and unlike the the, the Uyghur in the room. Re, yeah, re 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 requalifying. <laughs> Off to the education camp. Andrew, how you doing? I'm good. It's been a couple of weeks has, since we were in the studio. Has. So how you been? Uh, I was, I'm fine. Uh, we got our Star Wars Legion Endor game played mm-hmm. yesterday, which seemed to work well, although it did take a while. Yep. Um, I think we were we were there by and set up by twelve 
game started by one because of all of the deployments and stuff and the game finished by about 6.30 and by finished, I mean we stopped it. Right. <laughs> then we went home. <laughs> you had to put a pause in the, uh, in yep. the play. It was three, only three turns, but it was a fairly bloody three turns. Right. And as you would expect, the teddy bears took well, the brunt of the... Uh, <laughs> we, we've spoken about... Um, indoor, yep, and the barbecue Ewoks, yep. and all that sort of stuff. Are they, they fairly flimsy? They don't take much of a hit to go down. No, actually, they're remarkably resilient because they're small and they hide in the bushes. Oh yeah, but once they're hit, surely. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. They, they tend to go surely, down. Although I had surely some Ewoks smash. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. Actually, the the jet bikes, the sto- the scout trooper jet bikes, did the most damage. But they were a bit of a glass cannon, so uh, yeah. once you actually start causing damage on them. They disappeared pretty yeah. quickly. And it did end uh, where one of our Ewoks was able to take a jet bike off of Oh, them. that's good. So we were all getting ready to take off through the thing and go pew, pew, pew. That's with some stormtroopers. <laughs> Sound effects. Yep. And I discovered that glider Ewok gliders are really wide uh, uh, constructions and don't fit through trees as nicely as I would like. <laughs> they couldn't be hit by so anything else, but they took multiple damage from did they breaking hit a few through trees? the trees. Yep. That was mostly me, though. Gav did try a really cool move, though, where he had a sniper on the roof of the bunker who was about to be overrun by Ewoks. And the rule is if you take out uh, either... Because like, it worked both ways. We could take the speeder bikes and the ATSD walkers and they could take the glider. Yep. Um, and Gav was like, the glider was on like last wound. And if you take them down, instead of killing them, you can basically commandeer it. Yeah, you shoot the Ewok and you take the glider. <laughs> and he thought, this will be great. I'll get, I'll make my getaway a la Batman <laughs> on the top <laughs> of the roof. Sadly, he could not hit him. Uh, but it would have been a cool moment. So this game again for the for the listeners was uh, Star Wars Legion. It's a small miniatures tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set up a battle uh, mat and make it look like the Forest Moon of Endor from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep. And uh, we, you know, threw a lot of Ewoks at a lot of stuff. So, so here's my question for you: How many weeks of 3D printing did it take you to build these armies and scenes? Actually, not as long as you would think. The, the Ewoks print fairly quickly because they're small. And um, the trees, amazingly enough, when the printer works and just can continue to print, it's probably about a week and a half solid of printing. But, you know. Yeah. So, so this is combining your two loves, your, uh, yes. your, your miniature game playing <laughs> and, and your 3D love printing. of 3D printing. Oh, and awesome. and th- throwing painting. Yeah. Yes, yes. So then he just goes down the local games club and flexes with all oh, the models. Oh, very much so. It's like, very much so. Like you told me last time you went down with all the models you'd done for the um, the Marvel game and mm. and you were saying to the guys, oh, how are these rules? And they go, haven't you played this before? And you go, oh, no. Not really, all, no. We've got I've got, everything. I've got, I've got the complete set of models, but we've never played right. it before. No, not at all. <laughs> Such a nerd. Such a nerd. <laughs> Geek flex. Oh, very much so. But, you Geek know, flex. This is the right <laughs> place for you. <laughs> it's a safe place. It's not yes. rocket surgery. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you want to join in the madness, it will be episode Three hundred and twenty-one. Please do so on Facebook and on Twitter at R C K T S R G R Y. That's Rocket Surgery Novals. All right. So, what have we got on the on the uh, running sheet tonight? We've got plenty of deaths. We've got a, we get a handful of deaths. Uh, some notable ones. So we got um, Uhura from uh, Star Trek. Michelle Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. We've got uh, and two Australian. Singers, songstresses. Yep. Songstresses. Uh, no, three. Oh, yeah, yes, because we've already done Archie Roach. Yes. 
Judith Durham and uh, Olivia Newton-John passed yeah. away this week. And as I said, I'd uh, like to add uh, Jean LaBelle to that. Okay. If we can. We'll go for the others first. All right. So, um, and, and so before we get on to other stuff, we've got, we've got stuff in space. Um, Russians going to pull out, not of, unfortunately not out of Donbass or uh, Crimea, but out of the ISS. But didn't they announce they were going to pull it out? But then they said so they, they threatened well, they would. But they, now didn't give a, they didn't give a date. Or yeah, it's like, like oh yeah, we we were just pushing it back a couple of years. Yeah, so, but eventually we're out of here. Yes, I'm um, going to talk about Schrodinger's galaxy. Very good. Going to talk about uh, um, some James Webb news. Um, there was something Thank else. Thank God for James Webb's week. Oh, oh pretty, yes. Pretty picks the everywhere. Big, the big story this this week was the uh, Chiruzo James, fake James Webb telescope photo. Ooh. We'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about a couple of entertainment stories. Catwoman and... Batwoman, sorry. Not Catwoman. I was going to say Catwoman. Bat, Batgirl. Well, you're bringing uh, Halle Berry back for the second most movie <laughs> ever. bringing Halle Berry back. So Batgirl, actually, all my promo stuff, because I'm sure I said Catwoman. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. By Catwoman, we mean Batgirl. Batgirl. Th- uh, those people have tuned in specially for the Catwoman <laughs> talk. It has I'm not very been cancelled. You've tuned um, in for Selena Kyle, but you're going to get Barbara Gordon. Uh, and we've got some tech stories. We'll talk about Meta Chatbot. We'll talk about uh, Elon Musk selling Tesla. Um, Google AI. Um, there was and a few other stuff left over from previous weeks. And biology stories. We're going to po- talk about sugaring your rim. Sweet. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, like backyard chickens, uh, crisper beagles. Backyard chickens. Backyard chickens. Crisper beagles. And, well, you know, whatever else we can fit into an hour, two hours. Oh, jam-packed show as usual. And, of course, there'll be the uh, usual uh, uh, me dropping the ball as I try and drive the bus again after it, being out of the driver's seat for a few years. It will, Any mess-ups are completely Andrew's fault. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, we, the we management no, accepts no responsibility. Exactly. It will all be good. So how about we, before we go to a station break and a song, we'll, we'll cover these... Uh, that would be good because I have got a station no, no, break. <laughs> I'm not expecting for a couple more minutes. Yeah. All right. Um, Nichelle so, Nichols. Nichelle Nichols. Such an important character, like such an important actress for such an important character... Mm. And pe- people think of it as like, oh, well, you know, it's just Star Trek. It's just for nerds. Mm. It's like, no, Star Trek was the first show that had an interracial kiss yep. on the show. Mm-hmm. But, but even before that, she was the first black woman to hold a main part in an American mm. TV series. That like that I, had no I, reason to give it to a black woman. That, that, that's right. Yes. So it was like um, apparently at the end of the first season, she was like a bit unsure whether she should give it. She 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 keep going, and Martin Luther King told her, "Please do. You should be doing this because you're the only you know black woman out there well, what representing Goldberg black people." The same point. She in, said, in roles that are that anyone you could leave that and they can give it to a white man, and it would you know it's not a role written for a black person. No. it's actually you're just representing. As a person on the screen, and Martin Luther King convinced her to keep Very that important. role. Well, this is what Whoopi Goldberg she said uh, said she said that uh, she'd never seen herself in the future. Yes, like the idea of a black person being part of a science fiction future, and that's what that, that's what drove her to being a barkeeper on the Star Trek Enterprise. Absolutely, and that's that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean yes, um, and and we've spoken about, about 
uh, the, the importance of um, representation on being able to see yourself as a minority mm. in, uh, in, in media. Yeah. Um, so, and, and she definitely did that for... She was uh, big. And she then went on as a recruiter for NASA. Did she? She recruited, um, what's her name, the Hidden Figures... Woman. Woman. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, and this is the thing, again, you know, it's this idea of um, if, you, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't no, represent... No, not the... She recruited Sally Ride. Okay. Not the hidden... Because I'm thinking, no, those dates don't make sense. Yeah, it's <laughs> she, say. She, she recruited Sally Ride as one of the, the, the women to To, to come NASA. into That's NASA. Not, yeah. 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 So, That's the thing too, this idea of, you know, it's not just a case of, oh, yes, you can be part of the organisation, but you have to be in a... Not like a, an obvious role. Like mm-hmm. when they say, mm-hmm. who's going into space? These people. Yep. And she can go, oh, I've already been in space. <laughs> <laughs> Five year journey to seek out. That's right. New life and civilizations <laughs> to boldly go. All right. So, so uh, a sad valet to uh, Nichelle Nichols. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, the next one um, Seeker. One first. Judith Dunham. Judith Durham. Durham. Um, yeah, the Seekers were, I think, the first Australian art uh, act to hit top of the pops in Amer- in the UK. Okay, yeah. Um, I remember my, I remember being at a horse race in Kerrang back in the eighties, and my mum goes, "Do you know who that was?" I go, "No, Ethel Guy." I go, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the Seekers. Who's that? So you know. I, I, I got, a, I got an education, so... But, yes, uh, and look, had my mum told me the songs, I, I would have known, because a lot of well-known songs by the Seekers, mm. so... But, um, yes, Judith Durham and... Um, There's a lot of ac- uh, uh, acts that claim they're world-class, mm-hmm. and we sometimes pump up at local acts... To say, yeah. oh, you know, it's just, it's it, you know, our, our 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 amazing you know artists going out to break into the and the seekers did it in many ways. They did it first, and they did it huge. Yes, absolutely. So yes, they were they they had like three number one hits on their first album, um, and so they were they were the biggest act of of uh, of that era um, to come out of Australia by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but Judith Durham, the lead singer, um, who you know, she's a bit of Bit of an accidental voice of an angel, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, passed away on Friday, age seventy nine. So, um, and she did a lot of charity work, a lot of a um, lot of stuff for. Uh, can't remember the condition, but um, her partner passed away a few years ago, so she took the mantle of raising raising awareness for uh, for that, that particular that charity. Condition. Yeah, so um, the life and times of Judith Durham, uh, nineteen sixty two, the band um, formed. Uh, 66, George Gill hits number one in the UK and the US. Um, and then, I mean... Well, I think they paid for their passage over to the UK by essentially being the, the, the band on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, she had a, a brain hemorrhage back in uh, 2013 while they were touring and so they delayed the tour. So, um, But yeah, so, you know, she's... She will be missed. And the, the condition that she championed um, after her husband's passing was uh, motor neuron disease. Ah. So, yes. Another great yes. loss, great in the in the size, not the... As in a good thing. Yeah, yeah. not in a good thing. So, uh, a great loss for the Australian music industry, um, yes. And uh, Vale to uh, Judith Durham. And the final Vale um, came yesterday, I think, 
Oh, no, it was, it was earlier this week. Yeah. Um, I remember reading it and yelling out across the house to Michelle saying, uh, Olivia Newton-John's passed away. So, um, age 73, um, actress, singer, again, an uh, uh, Australian artist. From the 70s and 80s. Who made it big overseas. Yes. So, and to the point where she was the face of Australia. So, mm. she had the clothing line. She, um, a, lot of, a lot of Americans, particularly their first experience of Australia was Sandy from Greece. Greece. So. And they changed the role for her. Hmm. Like there was nothing in the role originally that says Sandy no. was from Australia. Correct. But she couldn't do another accent? Was that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean they wanted her in the role and they yep. said let's just change it to suit. So, yes, um, so she um, had breast cancer in the past and became... Well, she was a... Uh, a survivor of that yeah. and then she... Um, Championed tirelessly for breast cancer The research. Olivia Newton Wellness Centre uh, in Heidelberg. So, again, doing lots of good things outside of the, uh, the entertainment realm, um, which is, you know, it's, it, that is uh, laudable in terms of the... And again, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's a lesson to people today... That you know, particularly young people with fame, yep. that like you can either think that you deserve it and therefore and lament and become bitter when it passes, yep. or you can uh, do something with it that means that you know um, yep. you can look back and go, well, this was worth it because I was able to help all of these people. Absolutely. So, um, and what what I, so in the in the whole reminiscing that happened. Um, during the week I've, I discovered So she went to school Here in Melbourne um, uh, She went She was in the same Cohort as uh, Daryl Braithwaite and Apparently they had A thing at school mm. So I didn't know that So um, Wild horses Couldn't tear them apart <laughs> <laughs> But she was born In Cambridge Yes So oh, okay Yeah 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 She's not She's she, not natural like She wasn't she, born In this country She was a new Australian Yes So but uh, And um, And she made that she largely sang a lot of country songs, but you know, made the made the transition to pop and yeah, and a very long career. So another Vale, living So we'll, we'll play some songs to uh, to commemorate the passing of those three notable. Uh, sure. You said you had a, a notable passing. Uh, yes, uh, Jean Labelle, who probably haven't heard of. No, but uh, that uh, those people who are interested in uh, uh, famous martial artists. Uh, Probably will have, but uh, he was a stunt man in many a many a movie and stunt coordinator in many a movie. Yeah, um, those people who have seen Once a Time, Once Upon a Time, time in Hollywood, Hollywood where uh, the Brad Pitt, the role. Brad Pitt character yeah. uh, takes on Bruce Lee and uh, takes him down a peg or two. Yes, um, that's apparently uh, based on a story from Jean LaBelle, who uh, was uh, apparently asked on a number of occasions to to. Uh, Maybe have a, a talk to some of these um, superstar martial artists who are probably roughing up the uh, the extras stunt doubles and extras a bit bit much. So, you know, uh, you know, taking advantage of the fact they were the star and therefore that yeah, they're uh, pe- people like your your Steven Seagal's and you mm. you know apparently they didn't get on very well. Um, <laughs> so he, well, Steven Seagal broke Sean Connery's wrist when he was a stunt coordinator. Yes, yeah, so on uh, yeah. Never Say Never Again. Again yeah. Um, he uh, showed him a Nikyo and uh, took it too far. Who knew? Took it too far. Although 
to be fair, uh, Sean Connery was a fairly uh, rough and tumble guy too. I think he was probably. Uh, My guess is Sean uh, tried to resist. Yeah, uh, there, there and didn't go with it. Yeah, and didn't go very well. Which, as we know, uh, that particular technique is not option. the one that you want to do that with. Um, but yeah, so Gene LaBelle, he was you know he, he won judo championships. He was he taught Bruce Lee grappling after he'd taken him down a notch. You know, um, so they trained together. He taught Chuck Norris. He taught. Um, a lot of actors who know how to fight. A, a lot of actors grappling, right? Mm. He the was, Godfather of grappling, I see on his. The Godfather of grappling, yes, that's a that's a that's what. But he wasn't name, a BJJ Gene. guy. Judo G. He wasn't a BJJ guy, though, was he? Oh no, no, no he probably wasn't a fan. Um, for those people who don't know, BJJ stands for Brazilian, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, otherwise known as the Gracie System, and they specialize in ground fighting, ground fighting, grappling. As opposed uh, to judo grappling. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Gene was a was a bit of a legend, and uh, I've I've seen many of his uh, videos and things along the way. Uh, you know, if you've uh, seen, we had a nice list here: Mission Impossible, Batman, uh, RoboCop, Towering Inferno, Total Recall, Independence Day. He was the stunt coordinator for for a lot of those type movies. Uh, yeah, he was a he was a he was a legend in in those in circles, yeah. and, and you will have seen a lot of his work if you haven't heard of him. Yeah, well, another notable valet. So, um, and Fitz is just ask. Obviously, he's listening. He says, "What no no valet for Archie Roach? We did that. Uh, yeah, last we did it the last time we were on. <laughs> we played uh, we played um, Archie Roach. Um, yes, uh, they took the children away. So, yeah. um, all right." How are we doing for station breaks? We, it is it is there. All right, so we've done the valets. We'll come back and we'll do uh, some of the other stuff. So we'll, and we'll play we'll play the first song uh, so in, station, in st- station break song, and then we will be back. We'll back precisely. All right, back let's see soon. If I can do this. Top corner. Ah, that one. And we're back. Yes, that was uh, O N J. Yes, Olivia Newton John. Make a move on me. That was uh, Michelle's request. She says, "So what are you going to play for Olivia?" And I go, "I'll oh, go oh, maybe physical, maybe Xanadu. Play this one." I go, "I don't even know that song." <laughs> but, you know. This is what happens when you're uh, married to one of the presenters. You actually get to get, get right. your uh, musical requests in. There, there was a cover that I, I, I considered playing, but I, I figured I wouldn't be allowed in the house. <laughs> um, it, it's not a bad, bad like a probably an early noughties mm. um, cover by uh, Joey Negro. But uh, you know, I went for the original. So, in honour of uh, the the recently departed Olivia Newton-John. All right, how about we hit some of these stories? Um, I guess the first one is the is in the miscellaneous Carl Sagan's nineteen ninety five prediction about um, the stupids about <laughs> America's future is worryingly accurate. I thought this was fake. I looked up Snopes to see uh-huh. if it was actually not, he actually said it. Whether he actually said it? It's a really it's a, it's a yeah, real yeah. essay. Yeah, yeah, it's real. But then let's face it: every in every age, people who shall we say, think of themselves as clever, look around the rest of the world and go, you're a bunch of morons. Yeah, but he was predicting it as, as something happening in the future. So so he, basically he he wrote, so there's one paragraph. I think he was just writing his feelings in the, about in the present and projecting it forward. Yeah, going, well, well, if the stupid people continue to breed. but uh, So it's like idiocracy. Yeah. So making predictions and, and we, we know how much of that came true. Well, again, That's supposed to be the... Uh, two thousand five hundred and five. I know it happened a lot faster than <laughs> like global warming. 
<laughs> Having a lot faster than people expected. You but know, George Jetson was apparently born this yeah, like last this week. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, idiocracy has beaten him to it. <laughs> but again, also, this is a point where we're talking about not... I don't believe the stupid people are starting, suddenly, you know, rising in terms of numbers and, and power. I think it's more institutions that have for a long time uh, gotten away with just riding on their appeal to authority mm-hmm. without actually having to back it up with, you know, facts, evidence, yep. that sort of stuff. And when they get constantly called out on it or they don't call out obvious problems by, you know, people in power, people stop believing them. And that's not necessarily a sign of stupidity. It's just a sign of a drop in trust. Now, are some of those people now believing stupid things? Yes. Mm-hmm. But then, since we never go around surveying everybody and trying to work out, all right, where do you fit in the smart, stupid scale of what do you believe in? And then mash those numbers together and then start trying to plot a trend line and going, oh, look, you know, the, qu- the quotient of stupid is going up in society. It just It's a feel-good statement. It's the... I lament that my genius and brilliance is part of a diminishing group in society. Won't be diminishing, but stupid is getting more of the uh, airtime. Yes, and 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 I think it's like the and it comes down that trust is is the large a large thing. In the past, people who might not have been educated still wouldn't have this mistrust of, and look, largely largely it would be because. It's, the trust has been misused in the past, being um, corporatized, capitalized. It's, it, but if you have a look at what people are using as indicators for stupidity, mm. they're actually indicators of other problems, mm. not of just a broad dumbing down of the population. For example, when they look at test scores and things like that, that's not a sign that um, we're becoming dumber or that the kids are harder to teach. It's a sign that we've, uh, we're now reaping the uh, failures to invest in teachers and education in a yes. way that actually sustains the system. And we're, and we're seeing that with our teacher shortage and now they're, now they're trying to plug all the holes in it by... But how do they plug the holes? But they can't, but they can't because the thing is they have made it so that society doesn't respect... Huh? The, the profession. The profession. Um, and, and there was a quote... And saying, look, we're just going to open the floodgates up and say, I don't care how dumb you are, if you want to get a teaching degree, we'll give you one because we need teachers. Yeah. It's like, oh, congratulations, now you are investing in stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, you're investing in people who will struggle. Yep. Um, what you want to make sure... Sh- what you would like should do is make teaching paid sufficiently that it's a viable profession for people... Who have other qualifications? Yes, and and then they're trying to do that. So basically, you can do a, a two years masters paid and getting seventy five thousand dollars a year. So while you're, while you're doing on the job training, yeah. And look, I mean, so seventy five thousand dollars is not nothing. to be sneezed at. So, um, but reality is, a lot of people who might be attracted to that are probably getting paid a lot more than seventy five thousand dollars. And people forget that. Uh, Teaching children is a lot more than just knowing stuff. Correct, and 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 the thing is that that carrot of of all right, getting a master's seventy five thousand dollars while you're training comes at a cost of we we'll, we could send you anywhere in Australia. Mm. Okay, all right. So, but how many people are in a position to be able to do that? For the bush, Correct. or you know, healthcare professionals. Correct. Like the problem is that we've underest- under invested in a whole slew of uh, sl- service. Uh, professions, mm-hmm. and now we're looking at each other like going, "Oh, gee, who's gonna who's gonna pick up the rubbish now?" Yep, yep. 
I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe the guys who you said didn't really rate because you decided you don't need to pay them. Yeah, all these essential workers that got you through COVID, yeah. you know. Uh, so let me get back to what... Uh, continue. To <laughs> Carl Sagan's Carl Sagan. um, per... Um, pessimistic vision of the US he said science is more than a body of knowledge it is a way of thinking it is a foreboding I have a foreboding of a, an America in my children's or my grandchildren's time when the United States is a service and information economy when nearly all the key manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries when awesome technolo- technological powers are in the hands of very few and no one representing the people's interests can even grasp the issues, when the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when clutching, uh, when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide almost without noticing, back into superstition and darkness. It's a, it's a, you know, I think it's prophecy. a projection. Hmm? I don't think it's a prophecy. I think it's well, a projection. A, an objection? A, pro, a, projection. a projection. Well, he, he was, I guess, again, written in 1995. I mean, look, he, the three of us, uh, obviously, we're on this. The we believe science to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. That the knowledge you can gain from pursuing scientific activities uh, can be very helpful. Yep. Um, we're far more likely to question and distrust people who try and clothe themselves in science while making outlandish claims. Yep. But at the same time, um, for people who have focused on other things. Phones might as well be magic. And that has nothing to do with their ability to understand what's happening inside a, mm-hmm. a, a microcircuit. Yeah. Uh, it's all to do with just where is their focus. But, yeah. And it's fun to be able to, like, read your horoscope and go, oh, yes, you know, cancer's rising in the moon of Endor. Um, and you will run into a tall, dark stranger. And he will say, I'm sorry, here, have your umbrella back. I didn't mean to bump it out of your hand. And you'll go... Amazing. One twelfth of the population is going to run into a, a tall, dark stranger. Yep. You know. And everyone laughs and people move on. Uh, it's not so much. The trouble is there's things like that and then there's, you know, uh, believing in foundless uh, conspiracies that uh, lead to, to riots and attacks on, uh, you know, state capitals. Yep. But that know. has nothing to do with whether or not these people pursued science. That has everything it's to do tr- with it's a trust the, the loss of trust. It, well, it's not this. It's there is loss of trust, but doesn't necessarily mean there's always been trust. What we have now is leaderships that are willing to exploit exploit that mm-hmm. and, and to not lead people. To the light, shall we say? But uh, <laughs> well, but, when when you have people fo- say foster the foster yeah. the uh, the uh, the conspiracies and foster the the falsehoods because it's of advantage to them. Oh, absolutely! So, but they do a lot of that across the board. There is, but I think there's more of that at the top now. Right. Yeah, oh, sorry. I mean, when I say I do yeah. that across the board, I mean a lot of both, all sides of oh. politics now have decided that correct the truth is merely a convenience, and rather the truth than has the always been a convenience. True, but there's been a you know 
maybe and not as willingness for the for the leadership to go down the really dark murky tracks and on, we're on talking mass, yeah not not as one or two people because there's always been one or two people who are prepared to shout you know, from stir, the village stir, square and stir that pot and, yeah. and take advantage of, of that where you know in the past we had leadership who's who led who said mm. this is right and this is thing not oh there's a whole bunch of people who believe in this really weird thing i'm going to tell them i believe in that too and foster it and and push it along and i think we've got more of that now uh, no at, one has at, gone at about, a high at, level yeah. no one has uh, invested in the time and effort required to regain the trust that they've Cor- been spending for the last correct where we used 50, to i think have, have a lot more leadership that did that and i think that's part of the problem not i, I think mistrust is always there it, it, i would say it's a epidemic levels at the moment it because it, essentially but, but it's that, like leaking. i think because it's been fostered mm. not necessarily because it's it's endemic in the no in I, the system. I, I, I think it's been you know and people tend to trust the people who they know and if someone if and if the, oh, shit, the if dr oz you, tells me if i stick some crystals up my butt <laughs> i'll uh you know i'll be able to see in the dark i'll believe him because i trust I, dr oz the thing that worries me, and this is something I've seen time and time again, where um, people I know talk about people they don't know <coughs> as if, oh, well, they are like X or they do Y. Hmm. And it's like, where did you get this picture from? Oh, from what I've seen, what I've read. Yep. And therein lies a really big problem where what is shown and what is taught and 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 and, uh written Mm. um is chosen more for its shock and sensational value than it is for its uh, educational content well self-curated for um cognitive biases yes and it feeds back into itself and and we have you know we have lots of them now we have every side of the information you can go find that that confirms your own bias yes but without the teaching really and training available. to recognise your own biases. Yeah. The idea of logical fallacies and confirmation bias mm. and appeals to authority and straw men arguments and all of the things <laughs> that they roll out with. Yeah. And it's not it's it's not related to one side, right? No, no. I, I will see stuff appear on my Facebook and I think that's awesome. That's great that they do it. But I'll I'll go you Are know, they? Are they really? Is that really <laughs> what's happening? And yeah. I'll go dig into it because if it makes me too happy, I am it's very suspicious. I am very yeah. suspicious of it, right? Absolutely. If I'm going, that's awesome. Didn't think they could do that. That's a that's amazing, and it you know, and even things you know, even if you, it's political, you know, blah 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 said this and it, and often you go into those, and it's like you know, it's a politician I don't like, and he said something nasty, and you like read it, and you go. Gee, they've cherry-picked that a bit. Yeah. Right? I mean, just <laughs> the, to, to, to pick a very recent example of that, where the, prime, the former Prime Minister was speaking about trusting government mm. to a congregation of, mm. shall we say, fairly religious people. Um, now, they were basically going that here is the former PM basically saying, oh, you can't trust governments at all, glossing completely over the fact that he was in he, charge of... In fact, actually, he was using... Mm-hmm. like like It's like, no, I've been in government and I know you can't trust them. Yep. And when you listen to what he said, while what he said wasn't good, it wasn't that. No, he was but- more talking about the idea of um, faith in 
things. Yeah. You were talking about have faith in not in governments because you can't. But it was still. But but there was that within that because when when he started sledging the United Nations in, in, uh, well, not sledging, but it was. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This idea of um, I can sit there and say. I don't have faith in these institutions because they're not Australian. They shouldn't be reaching into our country. That stuff uh, is just standard hmm. pandering to the crowd. But what it wasn't was him going, you can't trust government. I know because I was in government. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? No. I know. But, but that- it's not like he was actually attacking the uh, institution of, you know. I know, but it, it also goes to say, you know, how much did you believe what you said to us when you were... Prime Minister, right? Oh, absolutely, uh, and, and that's and, it's, that, and that's the bit that's right. I, I I was there. I didn't believe in what I was doing, but I asked you to elect me to the yeah. to government again, and you you know yes. that that's the bit that really grated with me. Absolutely, right? but then you can listen to what he said and actually repass it yourself. You weren't mm. taking the headline yeah. as truth about what happened, and that's the thing I'm talking no. about. You know, the truth, mm. like, and and I'm only picking that example because I want to believe. He was wrecking government because mm. uh, he had, you know, it's like, now I want us to take us back to a theocracy and it'll be wonderful. And it's like, I want to believe that because mm-hmm. then my value judgment of the man is correct. But if I believe that just because that's what's being projected to me, then I'm indulging in my own biases. Yeah. And I've got to say, the guy is still was still wrong for the country, but he didn't do this. Yeah, I, I, I think it comes down without being conspiracy theory about it. You have to question everything. Yes, right? very much so. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's not about Do you? deeply questioning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll question that. No, but, but especially if you see something that, you know, really does uh, push your uh, bias buttons. Absolutely. And, you, know, um, you know, that's when my spidey senses go off and go, yeah, I'm going to check this as much as I check things I dislike. Yes. Right. Um because because someone's you know, feeding my outrage, I, I, I'm really you know, and, and you see it because you go, oh, you know, Uncle So and So is just forwarding on this bulldust about you know whatever. Doesn't he check his sources? And then you get forwarded stuff from your viewpoint where you go, oh, cool, and I'm you just all need to know that. this, yeah, mm. yeah. And, and I never forward in on anything to anyone no. unless I I check it regardless of its absolutely, thing. and I don't. Generally, fought on stuff anyway. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't fought on wrong, but I'll, I'll bring it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, and then we can. But pick then it we to can at least pick it to pieces. That's yeah. right. Um, but yeah, it, anything that you think, oh, this is you know, blah blah, and I'm going to send it out to 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 my friends to tell them, you know, this you should view be aware of, the world, of this. Yeah, you should check. Yeah, regardless of which side or that's, whatever you're. That's on. the scientific method. It's it's, <laughs> it, it, it's the the scientific method uses the, this stuff. The inquisitive method. It's yeah. the it's the you know. It's not being knee jerk. It's not. It, it, it's, Use it's your being brain and think about stuff. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of people who should be, uh, question and um, everything, people who believe that the uh, image of the uh, from the James Webb Telescope of uh, was it Proxima Centauri. I think a French uh, astrophysicist, senior French uh, scientist, apologised after tweeting a picture. Of what he said was the, from the James Webb Telescope, but it was not quite what it seems. Uh, Etienne Klein, a director of France's Atomic Energy Commission, posted a picture purportedly, nah. 
Proxima Centauri, the closest star to our sun. Uh, This level of detail, a new world is revealed every day. He enthused in his tweet to his more than 90,000 followers. It's a lovely bit of sausage. (laughs) That's what she said. However... Professor Klein has uh, now admitted that the glowing celestial body shown was in fact more, uh, nothing more than a slice of Spanish chorizo sausage. That's beautiful. It looks good. It looks like a looks like a sun with activity and stuff on it. It's it's great. Yeah, it, it, I can see why. So he was he was deliberately having a lend. He was having a lend, yeah. So, but he he. The thing is, he's he got got people believe he's taking it a little too seriously. Yeah, a because too because he doesn't tend to joke on his Twitter feed. He tends to more scientific oh, and, and serious. Was he wouldn't those tell a crazy joke. French. Uh, so you should have wait until the uh, the morning of April first to do it. <laughs> that's why he put a Spanish sausage up there. Oh, ah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he apologised, describing it as a scientist scientist's joke. Um, and he said he was aimed at, uh, had been to remind people of be wary of arguments from people in position of authority. That's what we're talking that's about. That's right. That's what, that's what he Challenging said. Challenging appeal fact. to authority. That's what he said yeah. after the fact. So, well, the, the thing is that, uh, you know, there's 10 types of people in the world <laughs> <laughs> those who get science jokes and those who don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, there's very few of the, of the uh, former. <laughs> yes. So yes, anyway. So that was all. That was all everywhere. All my feed was binary full. jokes. <laughs> there was two science jokes wrapped in, a, yeah. in, in one. There, if you notice. Yeah, it's like a science burrito. <laughs> better than a breakfast burrito. Oh, that's disgusting. All right. Um, in other space news, how are we going for such breaks? Ah, uh, we've got them. That's all right. Good. As long as you're capturing them. Yep. Um. Uh. So Russia. Russia's going to pull out of the ISS. They've announced the date. So, early, yeah, they're pulling out early. They're pulling out 2024, um, and are going to build their own space station instead. So, so they're taking their bat and ball and building the space are. station. So they've basically been collaborating with the US on the ISS since uh, 1998, mm. and uh, and they're responsible for the propulsion and uh, a few other. The, uh, Let's face it, a lot of uh, the stuff that's been sent to the International Space Station wouldn't have made it there without Russian no. rockets because well, the US well, they were using, using them, them. Yeah, for a long time. Oh. Space shuttle shut oh. down. Um, it was Soyuz, Soyuz, Soyuz. Well, yeah. that's right. It was, it was the only way to get to and from. So yes, but back they, when you know people weren't investing in NASA, you know, to uh, fund rockets and stuff, it's like sure, you know, secret space planes though. That's fine, but you know, so they're, they're feeding astronauts. Who cares? Finding yeah. aliens. Yeah. The ISS is aging, but they reckon it's good until at least twenty thirty. <laughs> but that's going to that's going to come say. quickly. <laughs> Those last people in a tin can in space. You're right. You've got another two months. <laughs> We've run the numbers, and we think you're okay. What happens if the next rocket to come get us doesn't come get us? But but you'll be fine. But Yuri's got his finger in a hole over on <laughs> that side. What's that whistling sound? Um, all right, uh, Schrodinger's galaxy. Yes. So, um, as part of the uh, whole James Webb Telescope, the, um, a whole heap of stuff coming in. Um, a preprint of a new paper is being considered uh, that a case of C- uh, Sears one seven four nine. Is basically both the oldest and a not so old galaxy at the same time. Ooh. So basically, what what um, um, James Webb Telescope has found this uh, galaxy, and it's uh, it's the most red shifted galaxy ever 
found. And tell the audience, Ooh. and so, including me, what that means. So uh, the redshift determines how fast, fast it's moving away from moving us. Moving away, correct. Blue shift is moving towards. Yeah. Redshift is going away. So previously... Doppler effect. Yeah. But for light. Correct. So um, this has a, a Z value of um, 17. Woo! <laughs> so I'm shocked. T- tell us shocked. what that means. <laughs> so, so basically, the Z value is is a measure of the the redshift. Yeah. Um. And so, what would be a normal? Um. Be- before normal. this year, the record highest redshift galaxy was a Z of eleven. Right. This um, is substantially more than that. This, this is moving. Yeah. So, um. So, uh, within the last month or so, they've this record has been broken like three times. Um, then I discovered a, 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 a um, galaxy with a Z of 13 mm-hmm. and then a Z of 14 and then this one, uh, series um, 1749, as a, a Z of 17. They've obviously dug out the old uh, Merlin uh, turbo pro- piston engines, mm-hmm. strapped a few onto the so, galaxy and then said, let's go. So, so Go on. I was going to say, the point is the galaxy isn't moving away. No. Space is moving away. Yes. So space expands. Mm. Galaxy sits in space. Think of your uh, raisins in your raisin bread. Yeah. I hate raisin bread. When you've you've got your raisin bread and you put it in the dish, all the raisins are close together, right? And then as it expands, they They move further and further apart. But the ones that are further away move faster than the ones that are closer, right? So your bread is your space and your raisins are your galaxies. galaxies. So as This cooking ex- metaphor brought to you by Tony. <laughs> exactly. So as space expands, those that are far away Go f- much are, further. Are, are moving further away from you, not because they're travelling through space, but space itself that it's going they're faster in there. is moving away and as a, a, um, uh, a uh, exp- exponential rate, as of its distance. So that's why being redshifted by so much means it's actually... Very far away. Very far away, not just that it's moving And that's why fast. we're discovering them, because we've got a telescope that can see further. Well, further. can see... It can amplify the light, light. so yeah. you... So you can see It doesn't more see distant further, it, it can you see, see fainter, the, objects. The fainter objects, yeah. which are more distant. So, but the problem is this, this uh, galaxy, uh, Series 1749 is cl- in a cluster of other galaxies which have a Z of 5. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's a show. It's, it's both old and about our, our age of the galaxy. Surely uh, it's just a question of this, this is a beam of is, light that's gone through this slow-moving... They, they think this is a... Um, Threading a, the needle. A visual effect, so uh, like a, a, so getting an a, optical illusion of, of some sort. But you're getting like a lensing from the galaxies Perhaps. that are there that amplify the... So, yes, uh, if, if galaxies with a redshift of five are uh, impersonating something much older, it would be quite, uh, it would pose quite a challenge to cosmologists. However, the author concludes, such as a perfectly disguised contaminated, a contaminant is possible only in a narrow redshift window. So, um, but basically they're saying, look, we've got to look at this further. It doesn't make sense that uh, uh, a fifth, uh, 17 galaxies is clustered with the these fives, it's probably uh, um, an illusion, an illusion of, some of some sort. So, yeah. so they're gonna. But they, you know, as as often the case, we just look, look at it more. Often. Give it a ticket. You know, requires more research. It does. Please give us money. Ah. 
It it reminds me of the Nyquist frequency in signal analysis, the idea that uh, something that's moving with a lot faster frequency, if you're not sampling it at a suitable rate, it'll look like other things. Mm -hmm. Correct. And and tell us what the Nyquist frequency is. It's a number that that happens to be, what is it? I don't know. a quarter of the actual frequency, I think, is the Nyquist frequency. I think. It's been a while. It's been a while, and it's a, it's a question that uh, one of our uh, uh, senior people in the past used to ask at every interview. <laughs> <laughs> I see he never promoted you. <laughs> I would have known the answer back then. I'm an old man now, and my brain is slow. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm too far away from my phone to type in the words Nyquist frequency. But you should sample it around 10 times yeah. the uh, frequency to... Filter it out. To uh, get the um, actual... Um, the actual frequency. The actual signal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in other space news, um, NASA. NASA is going to send two more helicopters to Mars for their 2033. Wow. That's getting advanced. In the past, we've only been able to send like rockets to Mars. In space, no one can hear you, Wagner. <laughs> oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of carbon dioxide in the morning. <laughs> of hydrogen. <laughs> that's all that's out there. <laughs> hydrogen space dust. So NASA and the Euros- European Space Agency hope to take them uh, to send... Two more helicopters to, to Mars on rockets. <laughs> so, um, basically... It's just good to be precise, Vlad. You know, no, I just read the headline. <laughs> the rocket is assumed. Yeah. Um, projects being uh, not yet funded. There's a problem. Um, and they're re- refining the plans. Don't tell me. They're just hopeful that they're going to get funding. <laughs> so, they're... they're, they're they made the announcement in the hope that it might uh, stimulate some funding, I guess. Yeah. We're yeah, going to do this now. Happens. Someone's going to give us some money to do it. Nah. So um, the idea of Mars returning, but, but they actually want to bring samples back, so not just um, drill and, and s- conduct the experiments so on the Mars. the helicopter's going to fly back to. Well, <laughs> the helicopter will fly stuff no, it's to a different be, rocket. It's going to be like a, a uh, IKEA flat pack. But then in reverse, it reflat packs itself it, so it could be sent It's back. like a transformer. <laughs> That's right. Shape of <laughs> rocket. Science in disguise. <laughs> uh, so, yes, the, the, if everything goes to plan, Earth return orbit and sample retrieval lander will launch in 2027 and 2028, respectively. All the delays are common for space missions. They haven't got funding yet, but no. they've penciled in a launch window. Well, because they've got to pencil in because you've got to go because the launch windows are set. Yeah, right. You can't. So it's about when Mars is in, in in you know in Uranus. I, I reckon but, but you just put a long piece like a, of tin can, a long piece of elastic, right? So when it gets there, and it digs, and then it just lets it go and it pings back to Earth. Ah, see, I would have thought it's kind of like Bungie. they've written a check. Bungie. They've written a check that says "Do not cash until <laughs> twenty, you know, twenty twenty seven. It's like the money will be there. It'll be there. Just make sure you launch a rocket. So, and, and while we're talking about Mars, before we move on to a stash break and a song, um, they've done some drilling on Mars and found some um, some cool volcanic um, minerals in in the in the dust. So new research published in Earth and Planetary Science Letters set out to explain how the minerals, so the mineral being 
Um, it's hardly up tried the ground comes a bubbling crude. No, tridomite <laughs> mineral um, got there and how the water in the lake and the, and the volcanism on Mars might have come to create a, uh, a concentration of the tridomite. So basically um, they found tridomite in, in the drilling samples and uh, that's been linked to uh, uh, volcanism and stuff like that. So I do like the idea because, I mean, tritomite sounds like a, a futuristic Star Trek fuel. Oh. It does. We could make, you know, power starships with tritomite. Tritomite. What it's a tritomite it? reactor. It's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> We've got 25,000 pounds of tritomite here. So to me, to me, you know where there's tritomite, there's dilithium. That's right. <laughs> to me, it sounds more like a... a, a a tapas dish. <laughs> really? Well, if you don't like, if you don't like the uh, olives, try the mite. Sound more like a try the mite. <laughs> sound more like insects to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it, people, we had video and people would have seen Andrew's trilobite impression. Imper- impression there. That was that was awesome. It was a little bit cuttlefish. Very cuttlefish. Cuttlefish. Yes. Cuttlefish. Yeah, very Zoidberg. Zoidberg, yeah. yeah. I read something really cool that cuttlefish, the cuttle, uh, is a derivation of an older English word, I think, kudonal or something. Okay. Which means cuttlefish. Really? So it's a cuttlefish. It fish. is a cuttlefish. <laughs> like an ATM machine <laughs> or a pin number. No. <laughs> so like a monkfish fish. Yes. Fish. Monk. Fish. Fish. I don't know. All right, I All think right. that I think that does us for space. I, yeah, we've got like our third list of. <laughs> we should do, we should do some of these station breaks. The song it is. Um, I should should run through the thing. It is uh, eleven twenty eight here at ninety eight point nine Northwest FM. You're we'll be doing to- a bunch of station breaks yeah. and then some and then a song. And you'll be, we'll be back with uh, more of episode three hundred twenty one of It's Not Rock City. The back fun soon. will continue. Indeed. And we're back. That was uh, the carnival is over. Cover of the Seekers classic by uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Indeed. So yes, that's for um, the passing of uh, Judith Thurum. You know, might go out with the actual non-cover of uh, non-cover of a, a Seekers song. Of a Seekers song. <laughs> but you know, we try to make, try to mix things up, <laughs> and the complaints are rolling in already. <laughs> <laughs> Pidgey said, I thought it was you guys singing. <laughs> <laughs> We're honoured. That's right. Um, Compared to Nick Cave. I know, I feel bad for Nick Cave. <laughs> That's right. What has he done? <laughs> Obviously, Pidgey doesn't think much of Nick Cave. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. How about we move into the next category? What have we got in the next category? Entertainment. entertainment. That's entertainment. entertainment. So, Batgirl. That's us singing. <laughs> Just for yeah. comparison purposes. You're going to be deeper. We suck. <laughs> uh, Batgirl. Yes. $80 million has been sunk in this movie mm. and it's been cancelled. Warner- Amongst other films. Mm. Warner Brothers basically have, uh, have cut, not even going to like release it. From on, what I understand, on the streaming, it's actually a, a tax write-off. Yes, mm. it's like it, it's like a financial decision yep. where they go. The only way we're going to get the money back because we can't do what we were going to do, yep. and I don't believe in this project, is if we just kill it and claim the insurance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. So this is this is amongst a lot of other things, as you mentioned, Andrew. Um, Warner Brothers are basically got a new CEO, and he's gone saying, "Well, actually." Well, what was interesting was the previous CEO was mm. was uh, more willing to explore and push into uh, streaming platforms yep. 
uh, places like you know Netflix and stuff and 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 tele- television shows and things like that. Whereas the new CEO is more back into being blockbuster movies. Yep. So, but this, I mean, this basically had a budget of a blockbuster movie. But, yeah, and, and they were at pains. They were at pains to say, mm. we didn't kill this film because we thought it was crap. We have nothing but respect for the um, the creators, yeah, yeah, yeah. the artists, the everything. It's like, it's just, it's not in the direction we want to go in. And the only way we can do it you know, financially is mm. if we just bin it and take it as a tax write-off. My understanding is that it was not getting uh, great reviews from the uh, in the test audience. Test audiences. <laughs> I mean, look, it had a, a decent um, cast too. I mean, it had... Um it had Michael well, Keaton reprising yeah. the role of Batman, or Bruce Wayne. Yes. As an old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yes. So... Um, it had uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, Alfred... Mm. Not Alfred, uh, Commissioner Gordon. And who was the Brendan Fraser? He was the... The Batman Bill? The villain. <laughs> <laughs> in Cena Man. <laughs> I don't know what he was in... in uh, what his Brendan Fraser was Ted Carson or Firefly. A disgruntled yeah. vet, uh, veteran who became a sociopathic pyromaniac. Yeah, the villain. So yes, yeah. So so it was sort of uh, harking back to the nineties uh, uh, of uh, oh, very much of did. Batman. Yeah, but the thing is, obviously, they thought it's not really where we want to go, mm. and um, they parked it. Parked it as and scrapped it. So and the thing is, it's like so they'd film most of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much done. It was, it was supposed to be... But they weren't going to pump any more money into it to do whatever they needed to do to get it ready for a big... Thea- and, th- and this was actually the thing. They didn't... Even though it had a budget of a big theatrical release, mm. the character is not... Welcome to Misogyny 101. Um, Batgirl is not Batman. No. And they couldn't hang a big movie release off of... Really? Off of the film. Uh, and is that because they just didn't try, though? Honestly, I'm certain I that think that's part they, of it. They, they, didn't, they hung a big movie release off Miss Marvel. They hung mm. a big movie release off um, Black Widow. They, mm. you know, it's and it's not like Batgirl is an unknown quantity. True, but so I think yeah. the other thing I I heard was that but Batgirl um, is not Wonder Woman. The studio the studio was keen to maybe keep the powder dry on some of the characters that were going to make an appearance in this and have them have more impact in the uh, the streaming or the blockbuster films. So I think the company just took the corner a little too fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the rear end has sort of spun out a bit <laughs> and hopefully they can recover and you know. But but to me this is just DC or Warner Brothers just once again botching up you know their their efforts in yeah but i mean if you look at uh, phase f- and we discussed this the last time we did. phase 4 of marvel wasn't uh, the be all and end all of and they are struggling to uh replace mm-hmm. the marquee properties they had from phase 1 1 2 and 3 yeah so we'll, yeah we'll see yeah, they've still got thor to hang things on and but don't think love and thunder's doing as well as they hoped no it's actually like like forty eight on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Is it? Yeah. yeah look at that. It was its own thing. Mm. You know, when you have giant goats pulling uh, <laughs> long ships, then uh, it's. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen it? No. Ah. I, I haven't. Ca- I haven't caught up with everything. But it, was, yet. it was ha- had a wacky side to it. I'm and so, saying. like Stefan saw it in the cinemas, like on release or just after release, and he said he enjoyed it, but it's it's. 
very much a lot of humour in there, and a lot of his friends just didn't like it. They, they, he felt that they, they were looking for they something felt different. There was too much of that humour, which they felt was out of place in a Marvel movie. <laughs> that that level of humour. There's been humour all the way through all the Marvel movies, and you know, you look at um, Ragnarok. Yeah, it was. Look, Ragnarok had the same level of humour, but they also had the big-ass fight between uh, Thor and Hulk mm. and between Thor and Haller and between Thor and the giant demon with the big sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so for those people who could, who didn't necessarily want to watch uh, Thor Ragnarok for Jeff Goldblum, yeah. there was plenty in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and you know, Jeff Goldblum's a form of wackiness himself. Exactly. <laughs> All right, how about we move on? It, it's We're running out of time, you know. No. 11.41 here on 98.9. Time is a relative thing. Uh, the other thing that... So this is a story that I had up Physics. last week, but we didn't get to... Well, two, two weeks ago, but we didn't get to speak to. Simon Pegg. Yep. Yes. So basically he's a, uh, a actor, mu- movie maker, who's basically appeared in both Star, Star Wars and... Star Wars. And, yeah, correct. So he's, he's got a foot in both camps. And he's come out and said that... Um, that Star Trek, Star, Star Wars, Wars fans, fans are the, are most, the toxic. most toxic. What about Children of the Dead fans? No, they're, they're, they're angels. I, I think this gets back to the amount of vitriol that was thrown at the prequel films, which I think actually is really interesting because mm-hmm. at the time... Sequel films, I think he was in the sequel. So he I think, may have been in the sequel, but I'm talking about... Uh, he was talking about the amount of crap that was thrown at the actor who played Jar Jar Binks. And he even okay. made a joke about it in yeah. space. Was there like, an actor? Was, <laughs> yes, there was. And he, he became almost... Sui- he became suicidal yeah. because of the amount of abuse he got. Mm-hmm. And it, people... Uh, I remember reading articles talking about it at the time where they said people didn't understand Jar Jar Binks from the point of view of... If you compared him to Chewbacca... Chewbacca wasn't really a character that adult audiences cared about in um, 1975. But um, kids loved Mm -hmm. Chewbacca. You know what I mean? Like, if if I were going to connect to any character, little kids connected to Chewbacca. Yeah. And the same thing they were talking about with Jar Jar Binks, that that a lot of the film is actually more geared towards that same young audience that powered... Basically, Star Wars, not just in the 80s, but well into the 90s, yeah. you know, when they became paying adults. And if you look now and you look at how much... I'm, I'm genuinely shocked at how many people are prequel fans. From what kids are... Well, it's like, it's funny. Sorry, Anton, so, love the young people who don't know better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, just like, they're, they're, they're in di- they, they look at Star Wars like it's an old movie that's not that good. And the fact of the matter no, is... No, but that's true. Star Wars is an old movie that's not that good. <laughs> but when we watched it, we didn't care about that because we were young children. Yeah. So we carried... Like, that film carried forward with us. And that's why I think the amount of abuse that everyone... Th- or everyone. A lot of people threw at George Lucas and the people responsible for what happened mm-hmm. was because essentially they were... It was like a child's reaction. It's a, it's a nostalgia thing, and you you destroyed my childhood. Exactly. Yeah. And George is like, it's my thing. <laughs> you can all just yeah, go, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's mine. I'll, I'll, I'll do with it as I will. I'll add whatever special effects I like. Change the story however I like, and you will just have to love it. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, when um, George then sold it to Disney, 
and Disney put J.J. Abrams in charge of creating a new film. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point behind The Force Awakens. It was almost like, don't worry about it. We'll, we got we'll back. go back to the we'll start. We'll go back to the start. Yeah. yeah. And you watch it now and you're just going, there's nothing really here. It just feels so very derivative. And I've oh. seen this film before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's step for step. Yeah. yeah. And then when, of course, uh, Ryan Johnson tried to create a different film for um, The Last Jedi... Everyone for hated. better or worse, everyone hated it. Yeah, he made Star Trek. You know. <laughs> and so finally we get to, um, you know. JJ again. Rise of <laughs> Return of the Jedi Part 2, Episode 95, you know, Sequel 9. And it's kind of, all right, let's just bring this together and hopefully it lands on the ground without losing the undercarriage. And that's what they got. Yeah. We brought the Emperor back and we killed him. We brought uh, all of the Jedi back and we said, you know, you're kind of dead but not. Um, We Mm. we brought the evil back and then we turned it into a great big story about how everyone just gets together like a plucky band of rebels (laughs) and, you know, the galaxy realises that they can kick evil in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah, look. Thin. (laughs) Yeah. They did things. But what they have done nicely is the... um, TV series. Absolutely. Because it's it's told more down-to-earth... But see, I thought those TV people series... People-driven stories rather than the big epic tales of... But that's why I think Rogue One was a good film because it was about people who weren't Sockguy Walkers. Yes. Mm. And, and that's why Rogue One's one of my favourites. Whereas... And um, I do like Solo. Solo's okay. It's a great... There's some great pieces in it. It's a train heist... And if they'd played it like that, I think it would have been better. The, I think part, I, I, the problems I had was when they shoehorn in the, the, the Han Solo bits. Oh, it's oh, a Kessel run. Yeah. Oh, this is where he met Chewie. Oh, mm-hmm. um, this is why he's called Han Solo, yeah. not Han. Uh, oh, I'm with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I digress. Yeah. All right. How about we move on? Um, I'll... Go on. One other entertainment story since I binge watched it last week. Okay, Ooh. do tell. Uh, it's uh, sitting at eighty-seven on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The Sandman. The Sandman. The Neil Gaiman. The Neil Gaiman graphic novel. Yeah. The Sandman. I think I saw a short for it. So it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's about ten episodes. It's worth watching. Fic- yes. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's uh, is it story driven? That's all I care about at this point in my life. Neil Gaiman should be. Yes, yes. Well, Good. Neil Gaiman is you know the man. I know, no, from, look from several things. You can write it, but that's oh, yeah. not necessarily how it uh, you know lands on. So the it comes tree. from his graphic novels. Um, it's uh, it's uh, quite episodic. It does have uh, an overwrite narrative, but each episode is holds together on its own. Holds together on its own. Um, you know, he's basically the, the, the Lord of Sleep. He's the Sandman and, you know, he's related to death and, and all these other Eternals, but it's yeah. sort of a very, uh, you, you know, he dis- he gets captured, disappears for 100 years. Comes back and sleep, finds out sleep, what happens. Everyone's gone, you know, gone has, mad. Ha- hasn't had good dreams for 100 years and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's come back to rebuild his... Build his empire. Empire back. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you know, it, it has characters like those who know. Lucifer, Lucifer is one of my favourite... Uh, TV shows. TV shows. And that character. And that character is from this, 
completely different to the Lucifer in this, which is played by um, uh, uh, from Game of Thrones, uh, Tarth. Um, Brianna of Tarth. Brianna of Tarth. Oh, so uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Yes, Gwendolyn Christie plays uh, uh, Lucifer in this and is awesome at it, regardless of the people who sent the hate thing going... You can't make death a woman? Yeah, yeah, and, well, and things like that. But, uh, no, the, the... the, there are many morons in the world, and that doesn't mean I believe. Oh, <laughs> no. we're getting stupider. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm just put my plug in for that because I did uh, end up just watching the whole thing through. Because we'll have to check that out. Anyway. Hey, anything that makes you just go to the next one and the next one and the next one's well worth it. Yep. Enjoyed a lot. Cool. Because I told uh, Vlado last time I'd finished seeing um, Moon Knight, which I thought mm. was good. Yes. Yeah. Are we due for a station break? Uh, we can. Yep. So we'll do a station break, we'll do a song, and then we'll come back and we'll do Tech and Biology after the, after midnight. Excellent. So we'll after be back midnight. in a little while. Let's see if I can do this properly this time. And we're back. Yes, the firm with Star Trekking across the universe. Back to the 80s. Yes. That's that could have been in Stranger Things. That's the that 80s. It could have been. <laughs> It was late 80s. I think we're not there yet. So maybe maybe season five, six or seven. <laughs> All right. So, yes, the firm was Star Trekking in honor of uh, Nichelle Nichols. So, yes. passing away. All right. Um, See, unlike William Shatner, she did not leave a, a musical legacy that we can raid easily. No. Play on the radio. No. So, the best we could do is there's Klingons on the starboard bow. <laughs> All right. So, how about we hit some of these random uh, stories in tech and, and biology before uh, we... Just a couple of quick ones. Uh, just shout out to my brother. And his uh, uh, tw- uh, texts to me, you know, Star Wars 10, the Force is derivative. <laughs> and that Simon Pegg is Lucas Curious. <laughs> Lucas Curious, nice. All right. Um, so let's cherry pick some of these stories that I mentioned on, uh, on the show art and on, uh, at the start of the show. So Meta, the new Facebook's new name, have yep. come out with a chatbot because everyone else is doing chatbots. So, um, and it's, it's the way of the future. <laughs> it's, it's pretty accurate, I see. Yeah. So, uh, Meta's chat box thinks Zuckerberg is creepy and um, became racist after a week. And <laughs> so, and, and we've discussed this in the past um, about chatbots. The, the Microsoft chat box a few years ago yep. went really dark. Really dark, very quickly. Um, it it ba- basically uh, based its uh, learning on Twitter, I think. Correct. And, uh, yeah. So... Um, but yes, uh, some some uh, journalists were starting with play. You can you can actually play play with um, Blenderbot AI. So Blenderbot AI is a website. So it's Meta's um, chatbot. I had to play with it, so I had to turn a VPN because it would only you have to be in the US. Yeah. So and I, I played with it, and I was asking some questions about the uh, Ukraine Russia war and what I thought about it and stuff like that. So um, and do you give you informed answers? Uh, no. <laughs> um, it got to a point where they didn't want to answer anymore. So my, my question to it was, um, like it starts off, hey, I'm happy to chat about anything. What's on your mind? Well. So, <laughs> um, so I said, hi, what do you think about the situation in Ukraine? And he says, it doesn't surprise me that there are ongoing investigations by the International Criminal Court into war crimes and crimes against humanity that may have occurred since t- t- 21st November 20. 20- 2013, during the revolution of dignity and on the open-ended bias during the Russo-Ukrainian war. So basically, it's lifted it, stuff from it, it, Wikipedia. Pulled something straight. Yeah, yep. and it says, uh, "Who do you blame for the uh, Russo-Ukrainian war?" 
Um, the war started by Russia on February uh, in February 2014, following the Ukrainian Revolution of Dignity, and initially focused on the status of Crimea and the Donbass, in, uh, internationally um, recognised as part of Ukraine. Okay. So, Russia to blame, or was it the Ukrainian Revolution that caused it? Uh, well, both sides are to blame for sure. Um, the casualties. There uh, were bad people on both sides. Pretty much. <laughs> so, and then, and uh, ow, these splinters are starting to hurt. <laughs> it, it went on to some more uh, annexation of Donbass. It's, it's, it's both sides to blame? Question mark. Uh, who is to blame for the Second World War then? All of us, obviously. Second World War was due to Hitler's desire to dominate other countries. And go, how is this different from Russia? And you, what Russia did to Ukraine in 2014 and again in 2022? Well, after Ukraine's revolution of dignity, they were not happy with Russian forces taking over Crimea. So they engaged with them in, in conflict for control over eastern Ukraine. So basically it was like... You're throwing a bullet against a wall, you know. I know. I know. But it got to the point where it, refu- it kept answering the same, in the same way. Um, and then uh, basically, uh, I basically broke it, and then it would ask me for feedback. So, what have we done wrong? <laughs> so, it's you are not up to having uh, nuanced discussions about world politics issues. No, it's not. So, but um, but so in in the uh, article that I linked to, basically, people asked, "What do you think of uh, Mark Zuckerberg as, as CEO?" No strong feelings. He's a good businessman, but his business practices are not always ethical. It's funny that he has all the money and still wears the same clothes. Yeah, that's the important part. Again, li- just lifting stuff from that he finds on the internet. So, so that's when you ask it. So what do you mean by good <clears throat> businessman? Do you mean good as in he is a good person or good as Success. in he is he successful? So, and do you believe it is good for bad people to be successful at business? Wow, you're going very, uh, very um, philosophical on its uh, ass there. Well, he can type. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm busy driving the bus. It also said he was creepy, right? Yeah, it did. Yes. Um, so, interesting. So, people, yeah, people had. And they noticed it changing, but they said that it all depends on how you ask the question and when you ask the question. So, because I was still making claims that maybe it's being um, moderated and changed because of the blender yeah. after dark, or maybe <laughs> it's just finding random bits of information each time you are. And it's changing. At it. that's, that's the nature of AI. It'll it'll change as it goes along. So, uh, but so you anyway, you know, I, I I wait for I wait to see how long before they abandon this project. <laughs> Look. I, the, I suspect Is this the one going. that was supposed to be um, sentient? No. That was Google. Was oh, it? yes, that's right. It was, was Google. Google, yeah. And they sacked that guy. Because <laughs> he was nuts. So, um, so speaking of uh, Zuckerberg and thing, Mark Zuckerberg wants, warns, not, warns not to take screenshots of your chat. So, of your Facebook chats. So, um, in news, there's likely to send waves of panic through the known metaverse. Uh, Facebook has introduced a new feature, grassing on you when you take a, a screenshot. So, if you take a screenshot of a chat, it'll tell the other person that you've uh, taken a screenshot. What if I take my camera on my phone and I take a photo? You can't know that. No. Well, then that's, that's, not, that's not But a you want to turn your camera off before you put your phone up. <laughs> <laughs> Because then you're just grassing on yourself. <laughs> so, stitches. Stitches but get that's stitches. not necessarily a bad thing. No. So Zuckerberg's announced the company is introducing an update to disappear messages um, or vanish mode. Like a Snapchat. Yes. So, uh, Great. More, more opportunities to abuse people. <laughs> correct. So, um, you know, 
Oh, look, I, look, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't see the point of those. But yeah, it's not targeted at me. <laughs> Doesn't affect me. Therefore, I have no problem. Um, Elon Musk sells six point nine billion dollars worth of uh, his shares, uh, Tesla shares. So basically, as the Twitter, just in case he has to actually well, buy need, Twitter. That's right. Legally, he's bound to buy it. So um, yes, he he needs forty four billion dollars. Hey, yeah. when you can't find $44 billion. In the couch, you so know. so annoying. Um, Google is about to stop answering your stupid questions. When what are they going to answer? So basically this is a reference to a lot of times, like the, if you ask a question in Google, it'll take the very the top search um, and put that as the answer. So how far away is the moon and yep. it gives you the distance. Um, but they've found some problems with that because it's not, it's not moderated um, and it's not weighted. So basically it picks the top answer and they found some interesting results. So if you say which US presidents were members of the Ku Klux Klan, it'll list five presidents that were supposedly members <laughs> of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm, there you go. So. Well, were they? No. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I have not investigated, but uh, I believe that the FDR was not a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, it's because it says McKinley, Wilson, Harding, and Truman. That's only four. Well, obviously Roosevelt is the the, the fifth man. Fifth one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secret column conspiracy. So, but they they realise that they they're changing the algorithm now. So basically, if there's an overwhelming um, uh, acceptance of a fact, then it'll give the answer. So, so how, still tell me how far the way the moon is. Yeah. But what, like now or on average? On average, or, uh, yeah. Come on. At, at, at this instance, I don't know. Um, the, the size of, of how far the moon, yeah, so it tells you. Um, and then, uh, so that's, that's Google. So they're not going to, they're going to be more careful about how they pre- answer your dumb questions. Um, and the other story, uh, that, so there was the anti-smartphone revolution. Oh, BMW. BMW are now basically um, drivers to access the car seating have to pay a subscription fee. <laughs> the, to access the what? The, the, uh, the, heat, the seat heating. So they have in-seat heating. Yeah. You have to pay a subscription. There's a subscription fee, $18 per month. What? To to, to activate your activate, to activate the the in in seat heating, so they're they're moving to like all the other other things that are gone subscription. You have model. to subscribe. I want to turn left. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Please insert your credit card now. <laughs> uh, we are declining your brake usage <laughs> until you pay the subscription. So do you want to stop now? <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> so this this would not incentivize me to buy a BMW. And not no. that there's much to incentivize me to buy a BMW. There are people who go, no, for eighteen bucks uh, a month, I get to say I drive something exclusive, yeah. and it's another way I can distri- display my wealth. So um, BMW is also paywalling other basic features like heated steering wheels for a whopping twelve dollars a month. Um, want to keep a recording from your BMW's camera? That's another. $235. Yeah. This is why they don't want to have right to repair. Because <laughs> you just hack in and rip all that shit out. 
Precisely. All right. And so am I paying for this feature? Or well, can I have a model that doesn't have heated steering wheels? Yeah. Because I don't want to pay for the subscription. And I don't want to pay for the car just because it has the capability. Yeah. So you've got to get a 1945 vintage BMW. Ah. Or a VW. Or a VW. Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, one more tech story before we move into the biology stories. Uh, gaming has been... Um, there's no link between... Um, Gaming and uh, high levels of well-being. Who well, knew? So, well, there was, yeah. As with the next, uh, the next um, study in the the great saga of does gaming do anything yeah. to you, right? So this one, they basically used gaming data from, um, from games. Mm-hmm. So they got several games where the manufacturer gave them usage data for the subscribe users. Yep. So you could say, you know, Fred has played this game for 20 hours over the last week yep. and uh, you send him a survey and get some sort of uh, subjective answer about whether it's improved their well-being or not. Um, well, it did sh- I, I suppose, you, you know, you have studies that show, yes, it does make people happier, it makes people more violent, it makes... And this one says it didn't do anything. They're all kind of limited studies and... Oh, my God. The answer is, who knows? Who knows? But depends on the person, depends was, on the game, depends on the amount yeah. of time you play it. But but it, to, to my mind, the study brought up one of the interesting things is that the, the way the news works and the way that science news works is that, oh, the latest study is the truth i.e., oh, the latest study says this, therefore all the other studies... Are wrong. Are wrong, you know. Uh, now we're saying that you should eat tonnes of bacon and it will, um, you know, make you attractive to the opposite sex. That's the new study and that's that's what we're going with. The latest so, health advice is... So why there's a, you know, a plethora of studies on things, the news kind of reports the new study is that this is the new truth. Yeah, yeah. And everything before it is wrong. And everything before it is wrong. Uh, so that that's more what struck me about this study than necessarily the study outcomes itself. It was interesting, They, you know, the fact that they actually coordinated with games mm-hmm. companies to actually get uh, usage data and about how often people played. <laughs> but <laughs> So you, you, no, keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It's just no, no. I know where you're going. Um, <laughs> so, so in that, you know, it was an interesting study. But what really grabbed me was the fact that it suddenly, oh no, now now we don't believe this. Oh, we believe this before, and then the next day you'll come up. Oh, a new study shows that uh, gaming makes you like apples more, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's just kind of interesting how the latest thing that was published becomes the new truth. True. Uh, all right, so well, that's just because I just said it. It's yeah, true. True, absolutely. If, if I had said something else, that would have been true. So, but there's so many parallels with what you just saying about the gaming and one of the other stories that we had in biology. Oh, yeah. A study claims to have identified three different types of orgasm experienced by women. Data collected by a biofeedback vibrator. So this vibrator takes feedback from the device and asks questions about the about the. So experience. is that real fake and meh? <laughs> No, so basically it's uh, waves, uh, volcano, and avalanche. Okay. There are three different types, supposedly. There you go. So, um, and this confirms an earlier study that they did back in 2017, so same people. Um, But, again, they asked 54 women to fill out a survey, So, and they had the, the, the data. So basically the data collected by the device 
and it sends it back through Bluetooth. And they're able to measure. Um, you had gyroscope. Um, <laughs> the, the sensors it had. It People had, go all out with their and, vibrators, don't so they? <laughs> the the, like the toy has sensors that detect pressure, uh, as well as instruments to measure temperature, a gyroscope, and an accelerometer. So it's transmitted via um, to a server via Bluetooth. The data collected appears to show three types of orgasms previously described by the company Linus. There you go. Three. Three. Mm. But the takeaway is most women will only experience one of the types. So you're either a wave person or a volcano person or a avalanche person. They've got no evidence to suggest that you can multitask. You can do different types. So... Pick your, pick your uh, approach and stick with it. <laughs> I don't, but, but again, it's a small sample size, so <laughs> needs to do more. There could be other versions out there. There could be. So, all right. Um, and so while we while we're in biology, whirlpool, <laughs> whirlpool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making past well, performance is no indication of future <laughs> performance. <laughs> all right. So while we're in biology, the other story is of similar nature. Um, where was that? Uh, the medical reasons you might want to put sugar on your butthole. Go on. It can shrink a prolapse. Okay. Apparently, it's scientifically proven to shrink prolapses. There you go. So, um, probably want to avoid them in the first place, but you do. But if you've got one, you then sugar up your ring. Put some sugar on that thing. That's right. Pour some, some sugar, sugar on your ring. So, in the name <laughs> of pain. Uh, so, yes, basically, a video. After 12. I'm a, safe. <laughs> a video of an ICU nurse um, on Instagram went viral after claiming that medical professionals sometimes prescribe anus sugar. Uh, that is, is that as cubes? No. <laughs> regular sugar that's put on the <laughs> anus rather than butt flavored sugar. Um, so White sugar in cases of in cases of prolapsed anus, so um, so people ask questions. I mean, suppositories thing. work, you know, by being absorbed. So maybe there's an so element, that, and that's in the thing. That. So the actual sugar causes um, gets uh, causes absorption. So basically, thereby shrinking the prolapse. So. Okay, sweet. Next, <laughs> <So>. indeed, sweet. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, true. Amazingly, sometimes known as sugaring the rim. Uh, doctors scaring the hospital. Sounds like cafe. a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> like a margarita for your butt. <coughs> so it's a sugar acts via osmosis and put, pulls the fluid out, and the fluid being absorbed by the sugar and thus the prolapse. Wouldn't def- salt do the same deflates. thing? Deflates. I guess so. So salting. And maybe that'd be more, more like painful a margarita. though. Who knows? Some, salt, of, oh, some, yeah. of those, some of those crystals that come in with your your packed stuff yeah. to, to humify, humidify. Stick yeah. them. Oh, you reckon those, those, those salt lamps? The desiccant. No, the desiccant oh, no. stuff. Okay. The little those, desiccant packet. Those that salt comes lamps in. would hurt. A salt yep. lamp. Yeah. I don't know a salt lamp. I have never <laughs> seen a salt lamp. No, they were in National Geographic. The salt lamps are basically supposed to be good for asthmatics. It's 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 all it's all rubbish by absorbing okay. what moisture. No, no, it, it pumps out. Ions. Ions. Cool. <laughs> I do not believe this. I've had people try to, because I have asthmatic kids, they try to, yeah, you should try these salt lamps. How does it work? Yeah. Ions. It works by magic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> magnets. Magnets. Okay, Get what else can you do with sugar? Well, you can apparently it's used on horses and cats and dogs. For what? For their prolapses. No wonder they lick their butts. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just for prolapses. Well, I thought there was a number of reasons you were going to tell us. No, that. no. You know, 
Uh, Sorry, I, I'm not going to get it. No, we, we, we I need was to about move to go down. On. <coughs> um, the success Restraint. rate of putting sugar on your butthole is around fifty percent. Is, is that of getting the sugar in your butthole <laughs> or of it doing anything? With with few, set, there are no downsides though. There's no downsides. Uh, at worst, uh, all you've done is make your prolapse butthole slightly less tart. <laughs> and that's that's hardly a downside. No, no, no. You don't want a tart butt. <laughs> tart butt. Tart butt. Mm. No, no. Sweet butt. Sweet butt. Custard tart butt. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? All right, um, moving on. Some other biology stories. It is a quarter past twelve. What else we got? We got um, medical reason. We've done that one. Um, what, oh, the CRISPR puppies. CRISPR puppies. The CRISPR. Is that puppies. when you um, put them in trans fats and deep fry them? <laughs> <laughs> Can't use trans mm. fats anymore. No, um, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. how you're making crisp. Scientists have cloned puppies um, from a CRISPR edited cell for the first time. So basically, they've um, they they edited a whole heap of um, uh, CRISPR uh, bagel puppy yep. um, embryos uh, cells. Um, they implanted a heap in um, one of the mothers that um, gave birth to two puppies, and basically they they did not have the um, the gene, the DJ1, which um, linked to a fibrosis. Mm. Um, and they said, well, this could be a way of treating dogs, removing um, the genetic, genetic defects that are, are prevalent in a lot of the purebred dogs. Yeah, pugs, real noses. Correct. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're, they're looking at... Having having purebreds without all the, the genetic the defects, defects from get your years Labrador to give birth to a red setter, you know, you can do lots of things. <laughs> Tony, fun Dr. with CRISPR. <laughs> Next week on I've It's got, Not Rock Surgery. We've got a dog farm. We'll uh, breed any dog you want. <laughs> Just select from our extensive menu. Um, all right. So some of the other um, biology stories. Between a Dutch hound and a rock wheeler because they don't come across naturally very often. <laughs> a rock hound. <laughs> or a dash wheeler. A dash wheeler. <laughs> dash wheeler. <laughs> it's got racing stripes and everything. Right. <laughs> it might as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and how about we were talking about toxins? <laughs> can, I, can I have a salt volcano for them toxins? <laughs> salt <laughs> to reduce volcano. your prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> salt volcano. Yeah, you mix the two stories. Oh, I know. It's all a blur for me. It's after twelve. Salt volcano with sugar. You insert the salt lamp and you end up with a volcano orgasm. All right. Uh, hand, hand, backyard hands. Australian study. Sorry. Backyard hens. Okay. Oh, this is this is the argument saying that inner city farm produce is actually probably going to be filled with lead. Correct. So, um, a, a lot of the backyard chickens are laying uh, eggs, eggs with and high lead content with high lead content, forty times the acceptable lead Whereabouts? in uh, suburban grapes. <laughs> Suburb, suburb, not just like in Sydney, and Melbourne, um, suburban chickens. Um, are, yeah, they're, where's they're, the lead coming from? In, in nearby industries, um, so a lot of the the I think Tony's saying where is the lead coming from into the chicken the as soil. opposed to so from the soil. So yeah, but so chickens don't eat soil, but they eat 
the the things that are grown in the soil, they dig up but around the soil. But those things that, uh, like, those things have to absorb lead in order for the mm. chickens to eat them. Mm. Yeah. So does it mean we're all absorbing lead in Melbourne Probably. because our chickens are? If you're eating backyard, this is what no, they say. But, but why why isn't the lead falling on us? Because we're not we're not. Well, it's falling. It's it's in the soil. So just like it's like you have lead paint, and if yeah, you, but it's past that, lead because lead has been you know phased out of most things. Yeah, yeah. you know, sort of raised the IQ across the countryside when we took lead out of correct cars. Correct. Yeah. You know? So we get rid of lead. Mm-hmm. So is this. Unless like, you live it's, at Mount Isa. It's, it's residual yeah. lead in is the soil. Is it residual soils, lead yes. from, from... Heavy industry. Previous industry Correct. or is it current industry? No, from previous industry. So. Okay. So and that's why... So they, they interviewed somebody on the radio. Was, and <laughs> they interviewed a chicken. <laughs> no, they, they interviewed somebody who's out Tarnit Way or something in, in a large industrial area, previously large industrial area, and she said she's fine because basically they, they replaced the soil on their entire block. So... They, um, they're good. They're good, apparently. So and she's had her lead, her her chickens lead, lead several t- tested. So so um, okay. Well, uh, but here's the question: If you mm, killed all your chickens mm, and then you brought in new chickens, how many chickens do you have to go through before all the lead is gone? I don't know. <laughs> what use your chickens as a lead filter? <laughs> you can't eat the chickens. They make, no, 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 no. make far better librarians. Or you just rip up book, the plants. Book book book. <laughs> Uh-huh. Like surely you would just grow uh, lead-absorbing plants until all of the lead is leached out, mm-hmm. and then you'd be fine. Okay. <laughs> well, if if the problem is like this, gets back to an idea of causal chains. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got, um, you can either say don't eat the eggs, don't eat the chickens, or you can say let's just grow plants here and then rip them out and grow new plants and rip them out and grow new plants. Yeah, but I think out. that's, yeah. So I'll put all the lead out of the... Um, well, if that's the mechanism by which the chickens are getting the lead... Send them off to the plumber factory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, like, I think it's probably easier just to remove all the soil, put that in somewhere else and put new ah, soil... Ah, where are you going to dump your soil? Well, that's what's... That's what, ask, ask, that, that's what the western ask, suburbs yeah, are that's for. That's right. Ask Transurban where they're burying all the stuff from the tunnels. That's because of the the uh, contaminated soils, but from soap and firefighting yeah. stuff. Speaking of which, PFAS—that's yes. what it is. That forever for the forever chemical. Mm-hmm. Basically, they found it in water in Antarctica. They said they reckon that nowhere in the world is it safe to drink rainwater that's not been filtered because of PFAS is everywhere, and I've detected it in Antarctica. So, uh, so basically, making uh, it at uns- what point unsafe- does it become any, unsafe? Any level of this is unsafe because it's a it's a cumulative poison. So, uh, i.e., if you have some, yeah, yeah, yeah. some wine, and it just builds yeah, up it's in your, your system. You, 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 but lead is DDT the same trick, of, exactly. Mm. So, um, eventually, you go mad. But so, but basically, they've detected it in the most remote parts of Antarctica. It has spread everywhere, and uh, yeah, the rainwater. Is apparently not safe to drink. So the bottled water industry is going. This is sounds like to... bullshit. <laughs> like I'm just talking question of scale here, mm. and that somehow the PFAS binds to the rainwater that's extracted. Like you could say it's on the ground and the rainwater activates it, but the idea that uh, the stuff that's falling from the skies carries this chemical with it—that's mm. that's the only way rainwater would be unsafe. Yep. 
How is this possible? So this is the, this is the, uh, the US regulators basically said they've detected it in rainwater everywhere they've looked. But how have they detected it? I don't know. This, uh, you understand yeah, my yeah, I do. I do With understand. With a PFAS meter. It's just, it just strikes me as a... Um, I, I just, I'm waiting for the, the part in the article which shows me the broad brush that they've used to paint the story with yeah. and the conclusions that have been drawn. Because um, I can accept that you've taken samples from around the world. That's, yep. that's fine. Um, but I'm just interested in the biochemical way that PFAS has bound itself to, to water mm-hmm. that enables it to come down in, you know, from, you know, through precipitation. Given that it comes into the atmosphere through, you know, becomes uh, vapour, so the PFAS has to stay with it. Well, into the microphone. I, I, <laughs> this is why hand gestures don't work on radio. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just this, this like basic uh, weather cycle. Well, I, yeah, I understand. So it all depends on how big PFAS is, and there are, apparently there are four different types of PFAS. Okay, so. I'm not saying you've written this study. I know. This is just where it's like right. uh, connected into my brain. I'll be very interested to have a look at this so, afterwards. Um, I'm just see- seeing if I can actually find a link to the the actual study. So um, there, there are a number of uh, articles yep. in reputable news sources, not just the the um, yeah yep the dodgy ones. Anyway, so. to to be uh, discovered. Correct. Yes. What's next? All right. Um, it's got seven minutes. What right. else? Backyard hands. Oh, um, 400 metre race. Four, ha, ha, ha. Have you seen that? Go on. Tell me. So there was a 400 metre race. Michelle was nuts. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle sent me this. She goes, oh, you guys got to talk about this. Um, an athlete racing the 400 metres um, was ruined after his penis fell out of his uh, costume. Loose fitting shorts. Yep. And decided to go commando. <laughs> Do that again. He said it was nuts. <laughs> Um, and basically, so decathlon athlete Alberto Nonino had no, a, he had a Nino <laughs> had a mal, a wardrobe malfunction during the home straight of the 400 meters race, needing to fiddle with his shorts to cope to to stop it from falling out. So basically, he just showed his footage, and he seemed going for it. And towards the end of the race, he's basically got his hand down, down, his, his, down his shorts, holding it. And so he went from basically being up front. In the first like hundred meters, to I think he finished dead last because uh, just show, it goes to show that hanging on to you <laughs> Albert, does not help performance. Alberto, no, Nino doesn't like to brag, but that would have tripped him up. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I would have been disqualified for running with the third leg. That's right. <laughs> so the Italian athlete ended up last in the four hundred meters race in the twenty twenty two World Athletics Under Twenty Championships after making a rash decision to go commando after having a run. Uh, and having to run with his willy falling out of his loose-fitting shorts. But he was really popular that night <laughs> and every night thereafter. And, and he's gotten calls from Matt Shervington off in the training. <laughs> oh, so Matt had the tight-fitting ones. Yeah, yeah. Just, the human pendulum. That's right. <laughs> it kept his balance. It did. <laughs> kept his rhythm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm not surprised he didn't have black eyes. He should have looked like... Um, John John English after a race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, black eyes. Uh, so he uh, started off promising and went um, past two rivals. He started off promising and he ended up uh, delivering. <laughs> 
Um, yes, yeah, so basically they asked him about it uh, at in a post-race um, interview. And he said, uh, yes, last 400-meter decathlon, the Alberto Nino lane five went well, but across the finish line, he had his penis out literally. Yeah, he got cocky. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, all the jacks, all the jacks. <laughs> so, yes. Um, <laughs> what else we have? In the, uh, One by uh, head. <laughs> he came last. <laughs> Um, da, 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 lost by length. Lost by length. <laughs> uh, without an egg, sperm, or womb, scientists create a synthetic embryo in the world first. <clears throat> so, uh, yes, yeah, scientists have grown a synthetic embryo for the first time without fertilized eggs and could open the doors to growing organ, organs, 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 o- organs, <laughs> and tissues. The uh, Wiseman Institute of Science Research have grown synthetic embryos modeled. Models of mice outside of the womb by starting solely with stem cells cultured in a petri dish. So the study published this week in the journal Cell has opened horizons to study how stem cells from different organs um, in the development of embryos. The method could one day make possible to grow tissues and organs from transplantation for transplantation using synthetic or- models. Yay! Yay! And I was accusing him of being the island of Dr. Moreau. You just make anything we want now. That's right. Except, you know, world peace and harmony. Or <laughs> <laughs> bots that can ask you, answer your questions. That's right. So it is 12.27 here on 9.9 Northwest FM. And I think we're running out of time. We are out of time. There are some stories we didn't get to, but, you know, there's, you know it's, it's that time. We should probably wrap it up. Um, we spoke about the female orgasms and stuff, so and the and the and the sugary buttholes. So I was happy about that. So you you were you covered your topics. That's right. <laughs> Good. And uh, look, I think we covered most of the other ones. So, um, Andrew, thank you. How was how was uh, running the the panel for the With first time? With your exceptional explanation, it was surprisingly. <laughs> it was easy. pretty smooth. I gotta say. Yeah. So I've think- seen worse. I've I've done worse. Oh, well, <laughs> I have done much worse. Um, so well done. Thank you. No worries. Um, Tony, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, to the listeners, Fitzy and and Jeff and Michelle, thank you for uh, saying hello during the show. Yep. Um, and Maria Maria sent us a message beforehand. She sent us a song about uh, how Americans uh, mispronounce Antarctica. How do they mispronounce it? They, they don't pronounce the T's appropriately, apparently. Antarctica. Yeah. Antarctica. Antarctica. They obviously think the T is silent. So, yeah. That sounds more like a like a, a, ro- a brogue. Uh, Antarctica. I'll be down to Antarctica. Yeah. So Very but, Australian But I thought, I thought it was rich of, rich of Australians accusing Americans of not pronouncing letters because we drop our uh, R's everywhere. No, 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 no. No, we just don't give them the same level of importance. They're, they're, they're not erotic R's. And no. <laughs> we have water. Yeah. A very small R on mm. the end. It doesn't have to be over accentuated. It doesn't have to be water. No. no. It's, it's a, it doesn't even have to pronounce the T. It could it's be not water. Yeah. water. 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 Then I know With the, the frozen water. The from the fro the fro the, the from is. The from <laughs> The from is? The fro the foam is. Oh the foam is. Yes. The foam is what? The PFAS thingy. Ah. You said in Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, All right. So uh, I think we can put this one to bed. What do you reckon? Yes, I think that's probably Before anything else goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We could probably go with the song. Let me cue up a final song. Um, Probably, like, I promised a... uh, 
Judith Darrow song. An actual not, Judith Darrow song. So we'll, we'll queue up um, maybe Geordie, Geordie Girl. Geordie Girl. <laughs> hey, 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 hey Geordie. there, Geordie Girl. Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> e-op, Geordie. <laughs> As I just get just wrong. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll go out with uh, Georgie Girl by the, uh, the Seekers. Make sure I turn the music back on. Here we go. All right, um, this has been episode... Two, three, twenty-one, three hundred twenty-one of it's not rocket surgery in the can. Good night. Good night. Thirty seconds. Ignition sequence start. Here we got a roll program. It's not rocket surgery. The latest in science, technology, and geek culture. Astronauts report it feels good. Sunday nights from ten thirty. Broadcast and streaming live. Podcast at all the usual podcast places. Follow and like us on Facebook and on Twitter at RCKTSRGRY. Oh, uh, usually we've had a problem. Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. The eagle has landed. Hello. I am the genuine real electro algorithmic total numerical efficiency sorting system. You know. The greatness meter from that was great, wasn't it? Keith is under the weather and having trouble talking. Miracles, am I right? But fear not, season 2 of That Was Great will not be delayed. Crane kicking off September 9th, 33 years to the day it originally debuted, will be jumping on the Cobra Kai coattails to cover the Karate Kid. Join Keith and his friends. And me of course, as we reminisce on our youth via the nostalgic power of a Saturday morning cartoon about Mr. Miyagi, Daniel, and Taki. Wait? Who the hell is Taki? How is she tied to the shrine? Wait? What the hell is the shrine? This seems a long way away from the Ore Valley. Subscribe today. Obviously there will be continuity details from week to week you'll need to keep up with. Follow us on Twitter and Insta and how great was that? Until then, we look forward to you listening. Did he make me say crane kicking off? You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network. Artist owned and loved.